0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this edition. Uh, I know if you're watching the video version of this podcast, I haven't done the same joke I've done for every other masked wrestler uh, by wearing a mask at the start. But I am joined in this edition by, uh, from El Bridgerton, Soldato, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, pleased to be here.
0: So, But well, I get to reveal on this podcast properly that I do have a little Lucha, Lucha tattoo now, so there we go.
1: Oh, lovely, I like it. Very nice. It
0: looks like Falcon's mask. Um, well, I went just for, for like a random one. I didn't want to, the one I liked was uh, a Ramesses mask, but Blue Thunder uses it in WrestleZone. And I thought, I go there too often for me to get that, because <laughs> I'm go- I'll look a little bit too keen if I go, <laughs> Blue Thunder, look, I've got your mask on. <laughs> so I went for a random one and give Iron Brew colours, so it's Iron Blue uh, Iron, Brucha. Iron uh, Brucha, I like it. So... I like it, very good. I'm hoping for that Iron Brew sponsorship. That's, that's what I'm aiming for. an old dream. So the first question's always the same. So it's 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 your standard wrestler podcast question. I'm just turning up the volume on my headphones here. you are a little bit. Um, what what was the moment that got you into wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked?
1: So I don't really know. I've probably watched wrestling for too long. to know the know the answer to that one. I can remember being four years old you're talking i'm i'm probably a bit older than people may think so you're talking hogan warrior days um and it's just something that that was always always on i loved it it was um remember when sky had the, the kind of cable box so it was a, a kind of cable box on sky one um and i would watch wrestling then i would try and uh, beat up my big sister who nine times out of ten would win. Meanwhile, I'd have my mum, my dad, my gran telling me how fake it was That's skidology and I would go ballistic. It's not fake, it's not fake. Um, So I watched it, as I say, for years and then I think when I was five or six, WWF at the time came to the the SECC in Glasgow. I think it was a European Rampage Tour and my, my, my biggest memory from that was The Undertaker and he was the... The largest human being that I think I had ever seen. I think I probably think that I've ever seen. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's from from day dot. I've always I've always been into it.
0: Um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, well, I don't remember the cable days because um, I, I started at era, so I was a little a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but definitely when you see, when you see them at the live shows, um, Undertaker was one. Kane, I got to see the Great Kali once, yeah. and he is <laughs> a. Re- ridiculously sized human being. I was like like three rows back and I was just going, holy, (laughs) what is that? And there he is. So, early favourite thing you said, uh, you started watching around about uh, Warrior and Hogan and of course Undertaker you've mentioned. Was there anyone else that kind of stood out to you? Uh,
1: Roddy Piper at the time. It was either from Mary Hill or Partick, depending on what, what day of the week it was and what, what show it was. Um, but being being Scottish, I was, I was a bit of a, a Ruddy Roddy Piper fan. Um, the Bulldogs as well, I loved the, the, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy. I, I loved the uh, very, very slight memories of the tag team. And then obviously when, when Davy Boy was himself, I loved him as well. I thought he was fantastic.
0: It's really that, that British contingent. It's like, oh, th- these, are our ga- these are our guys. Even even though we found out very much later that, that Roddy wasn't. But he, he was still, he was enough. He was Scottish enough for us to yeah. cling on to him. We still do, I think, <laughs> a little bit. Um We yeah. so, so wear a kilt, you're for life. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so a lot of the early ones. And, and did, you, did you ever have a, a like, a lapse break? Or was you just constant? Was that you wrestling? For- I kind of drifted
1: off and on. Um I drifted kind of away. Monday night wars happened. And then towards the end of that, I was finding my kind of drinking on the streets and, and um girls phase. That's kind of the drinking on the streets has ended. But um, so yeah, kind of, I kinda drifted away from it quite a bit there. Uh, kind of watched if it was on, but it's not something I would pay a lot of attention to. If there was a big show on, say a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam, I would try and catch it, but it wasn't something that fussed me too much. Um I kind of before that phase, WCW was quite a big thing for me. Um, I think it's because I was, when I was at school, and and I'll mute that. when I was at school, I was always one of the smaller guys. A lot of people will say you're still one of the smaller guys, and... But I kind of I loved all the the kind of the the just stuff the, the high flying. I liked kind of Billy Kidman, Ray Mysterio. Um, then I kind of fell away from it for quite a few years. Uh, it was kind of well into my my twenties that I picked it back up really. Um, and started watching it more, more often.
0: So that's that's pretty well well kind uh, of part of your your backstory then that the, these cruiserweights were the guys that that. You were really drawn to WCW anyway. And yeah. then when you when, around about when you were watching WF, they didn't have they didn't have this. So that, that was WCW's kind of uh, bonus. It had all these cool cruiserweight guys. I mean, WF had them as well, but not on this they weren't used in the same way. They weren't given like a platform, yeah. they were just part of the show, like your SA Rios and your Hardees and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so when, when you came back then, it must have been very different if it was post-status era. Uh, would have been a bit, again, a bit more focused on smaller guys around about then as well. Yeah. Um, who, When you came back to it, was there anyone that was, an um, obvious one probably, that suggested for other people be Rey Mysterio and stuff like that, but was there anyone yeah. else that kind of went, oh, this is my guy?
1: Well, I kinda knew who Rey Mysterio was, obviously. Um, John Cena had kind of not long broken in, I think, at this time, so we're kind of quite into the, the ruthless Aggression era. Um... I loved the, the Hurricane. I thought his work was amazing. Shane Helms, I thought his stuff was really good. Um, it had the, the kind of the comedy aspect to it. But his timing was spot on. Um, his, his moveset was pretty cool. Everything was, was quite cool about him. Um, who else? Who else? I loved Ex-Pack. Obviously, I've always loved Ex-Pack. The From these days, as a one, two, three kid all the way through. I thought I've always thought he was a really good worker. Um, and then, kind of, yeah, I would say Cena. Although everyone kind of was was leaning towards hating him at that point, I thought it was it was it was kind of cool. And then,
0: so, kinda- I can kind of I could figure out when. So 2003 three two thousand five roundabout, about that kind of sweet yeah. spot, which which is again perfect for this whole backstory because that bang in the middle of that was uh, SmackDown six, and you had um, the the cruiserweights being being really being a focal point. You had Ultimo Dragon coming in, you had Chavo Guerrero and yeah. uh, a lot of a lot different than, than uh 99 WWF. It was mm. it was uh more focused on just high flying, just cool, yeah, cool the, for the, the kids. Styles kind of were so
1: different. The styles were because uh, initially when I watched WWF years ago, there was one style match. Um so sorry there was two styles. There was your standard wrestling match and there was a tag match. But now you had the kind of the, the Japanese influence, you had the Mexican influence, the British influence. It all kind of, it all, a big a big melting pot, and it made I think it made the, the shows overall a lot more enjoyable. It made it more of a kind of a variety show, so there's there's always going to be something for everyone.
0: Absolutely, I mean they've kind of continued that to this day. I mean, of course, there is the vocal minority, or or the majority that have switched off, but there's the minority that just hates everything. But there's like that. Mm. A group of folk in the middle that will watch a show and go, oh, "I didn't like this. I like this. I like this. This is yeah. why I'm still going to watch it." Um, mm. So, so yeah, it's, it's it's got yeah. That melting pot is a, is a perfect analogy for it. Uh, so, so we're into the early two thousands. When did you start to decide? Right, I enjoy watching this. Uh, this is quite good. I'm going to try it myself. Well, how did you get to that point?
1: I, I never thought it was a big thing. In, in the UK in Scotland anyway. Um, I remember years ago I seen kind of the NWA UK hammerlock kind of thing was going on. Uh, but that, that was down south. I didn't pay much attention to that. So um, I joined the Army at 18. So I kind of travelled about and done a bit, a bit here, a bit there. Um, actually, when I was in my teens, we went, we, we skipped, we didn't pay, we skipped into a tribute show in the Kelvin Hall, which was really funny. Um Stone Cold Steve Austin had a shot back in Sides. Um, oh, it was, it was... Thinking back now, it was horrendous, but at the time, it, 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 it popped. A couple of young guys that kind of our WCW, WWF fans were, were they popped. Um, but then coming back into it, I think there was a show, it was a Pride Wrestling show in Bridgeton. Obviously, that's where... um It's, it's twinned with Elbridge Town. <laughs> So uh, I went to one of them and I thought, that's that's really good. And I, I've always been quite athletic. So it generated a wee, a wee idea um, in my head. I didn't act on it. I went to a couple of other shows. I went to, to kind of the biggest one that sticks out was the, the ICW, the, the surprise Ferbo Debit one.
0: All right, okay.
1: Um, I think that's Still Smoking or something. Still Smoking too, maybe. Not too sure of the name, but... Yeah. I went to that and then it all, it was, I didn't, I didn't actually consider taking it up until, believe it or not, I was 29. Um, GPWA were advertising in, um, in the asylum in, in Glasgow and I thought, well, it's now or never. ever, I might as well give this a try before I'm 30. Um, so I went along, I was in the very first intake, I think I'm one of the... One of the only ones that are still, that are still there from, from the very first intake. I think there's maybe two or three of us at most, um, and I've, I've been there ever since. So that has been what, seven, six, six, coming up on seven years now?
0: Uh, six, of, uh, are you, uh, it depends if you're counting last year, but I did notice you had a couple of matches yeah. in 2020, so I suppose yeah. unfortunately you have to count it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you, so you've seen a bit of ICW and, and seen some of the guys that you are going in to train well, that was going to coach you. Um, I was curious when when I've had a couple of guests that didn't see any wrestling or any Scottish wrestling, saw the flyer for GPWA went in and they're just seeing five guys or whoever, however many coaches there are that day and they're just the guys that are coaching you. Whereas you would have seen Jester uh, bleeding everywhere. You would have seen um, BT Gunn like murdering people with chops and yeah. and the likes. And then you walk in, I mean, suppose at twenty-nine you're a bit bit more mature, you're like, oh you know, you know that it's not real kind of thing. But was yeah. there a little bit of an intimidation factor when you went in and saw all these guys you'd watch wrestle?
1: Oh, I had I had very kind of vague memories of I went to the same school as Wolfgang and BT Gun. I was in I think I was in the year above Wolfie and two years above BT. I was actually in the same year as BT Gun's big sister. So I had kind of vague, I, I kind of knew them but didn't know them. I knew their people that they knew and things like that. Um, so no, there wasn't really any trepidation. And, uh, and at the time I worked in the, the Corinthian Casino so I had kind of spoken to Chester on nights out and stuff. There wasn't any, any massive trepidation about it. Um, I knew that the guys were, were really experienced. They were really good at what they do. That's one of the things that that... Push me towards going there. Is that if you're you're going to learn from people, you want to learn from people that have been there and walked the walk, and could, rather than can just talk the talk. And, and all five of them at the time definitely good.
0: And did you find that because you were in the army that you you kind of took to the like the the um, procedures? Not the word, not even the regiment, but the what's the word? The when you do everything in order.
1: Oh, alright. Can I, I regimented?
0: Regiment, yeah, All right. were, were you, were you um, kind of prepared for that? So I mean, a lot of guys would have be been like, "Oh, this is a struggle." But you, you being in the army, you would've been like, "Ah, oh, this is. I did this. I know how to do this. I just yeah. follow the orders and do it in yeah, that order."
1: That, that, that pretty much, yeah. So when it when it was coming to things like talking through your your basics, like a lock-up, a forward roll, a backwards roll, I was I don't know, I'm quite athletic and I've always kept a a reasonable level of fitness. So yeah, talking. And, and the way that the coaches break everything down, it's step by step, so that it's it's really easy to understand and simple to understand. Um, and yet it's it's kind of as an army thing, it's drilled in you to follow orders to the to the T. So yeah, I, I picked that up pretty quickly. I think yeah. Um. So I. Was-
0: they said the army stuff and you say you kept yourself kind of in shape and a, a good level of fitness did you do anything else outside of that that kind of like martial arts or or uh I don't know, football or something that kind of just kept that your stamina ticking over or were you just a a, a gym a gym head
1: uh, I, I go to the gym I, I try and train at the gym as much as possible but i am a, a boot camp instructor uh, i've been doing that for 11 years now that is Teaching military type fitness to civilians out in parks. So I've worked for the same company now for for eleven years. So doing that keeps your your kind of your cardio game on point as well, and keeps your 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 health and fitness in general up there quite high.
0: And uh, discipline—that's uh, also keeps that in, in check because yeah. of course you're in charge, and then you, you show respect to your your. Higher up, and they do yeah. that to you, and you do it to them when you're you're, you're training. Was there anything yeah. you found particularly difficult when, when you started? Was there anything you said you again could, you could do the the roles, forward roles, kind of keep it broken mm. down into what you're taught? But was there anything that you thought ah, this might be not this this bit might not be the the bit for me?
1: I, I can't really think of anything that I thought was overly. Everything everything I'm not saying that I think everything was easy because it really really wasn't. The first kind of the first session that you hit the ropes, you're quite you're, you've been training quite a while before you hit the ropes. <sighs> we must have hit the ropes 100, 200 times, man. That was that spicy. Um obviously bumps. Not that I didn't find them easy, that's obviously it's it's tough on your body. Um a few training seminars that we had some some guests in were really challenging in regards to the fitness we had. Joe and Mark Coffey and don't think it was long off their kind of Japan zero one stuff. So they'd done a Japanese type seminar with us, and we weren't that far into training. And that was wow, that was a different level at the time. Um, but yeah, in regards to kind of the, the, the GPWA structure training, there's nothing that I found overly difficult. No, I think I think I can attribute that to. As I say, having a, a kind of decent level, a, a base level of fitness.
0: And uh, when, when did you find like? So, how long was it between starting that and before you found out you were actually getting to do a bit of wrestling? I assume it was a gala cage match. Says it was ICW Square Go, so I don't think it was that, but it was probably a gala or a or a show uh, before yeah. then. So, when did you find out that right? You're going to get your first match.
1: We had uh, a couple of weeks' notice. It was. Uh, a show in Deniston. GPWA I'm not sure if, if Wrestling Experience Scotland have taken it over, but GPWA used to run a show up, up at Wood Street in Deniston. And it was a, a tag match for my first match. We'd actually done two on this two matches on the same day. So I tagged with Kez Evans and we were against C S Rose and Flex Hunter, both of both guys who unfortunately no longer Wrestle, so we had an afternoon show in Deniston, and then we had an evening show in Air for um, PWE Pro Wrestling Elite. So that was my first kind of two shows, and they were on the same day.
0: So, that's so definitely so into the deep end. So, just to, to wind back, then, um, you told you, you get your first match. When, how long before that did you kind of have the idea of of wearing the mask and having that as your as your character?
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't even initially my idea. It was, it was the coaches. It was, I think, it was kind of Wolfie and 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 BT, um, maybe maybe Jester as well. They had said that there's a, a bit of a, an opening in the, the marketplace. There's not very many masked wrestlers, and there's not many mass wrestlers that, that that can do it and do it well. And it seemed to fit my style. I seemed to actually like to jump about the ropes and and flip about and do that kind of thing. Um seemed to gravitate more towards the Lucha style. So from there, they came up with a, the kind of why don't you try wearing the mask? But it wasn't until the actual day of the show that I came up with the names, the day of the, my first show that I came up with my name.
0: And does it mean anything in particular or was it just, the sounds good? Go for that. Uh, it
1: means soldier.
0: Well, that actually, yeah, that absolutely makes sense now. <laughs> now that
1: yeah.
0: now we've, we've discussed your, your backstory before that, yeah, that's that uh, seems very fitting. So the mask itself, then, um, from looking at it, it's very Rey Mysterio uh, yeah. inspired. But was there any, was there anything in particular that you wanted to put into the mask to represent yourself or to um, just just make it look cool? And how did yeah. you go about getting the mask? Well, the
1: the cross the cross that I've got on my forehead. As I tell people this all the time, it's not actually a rip off, a very mysterious. I've got a tattoo on my chest that I got when I was maybe 18, 19 years old, and it's a cross. Um, if you've ever seen me wrestle, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have seen the cross. Uh, so I wanted to get that on my forehead. I've got it also, I wear that at the same cross or a similar cross on my tights. Um, this wasn't my first mask, my first mask was uh, an eBay number. It was, there's a wrestler in, there was a wrestler in Mexico. his name was Shocker. And so I had a black and gold version of a Shocker mask, and it it was like a thick foam, and it was absolutely to wear during that match, because it was so warm. Um, So my own mask, I got a a design from Bearhug. Bearhug Designs are a a company that design kind of masks and gear and they're really good. And I took that design to eLutcher, which is a company, I think they are an Mexican company. They're run from maybe they run from the US and I, I gave them uh, my design and they, they made it up for me. Got it sent over.
0: Um, shocker, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. East Wrestling TNA. Remember, remember wrestling in TNA, but without the mask because I think he just lost yeah. it just before he, he debuted in TNA. Uh, but no, the, the foam—that's—I've got, got a couple. a couple replica masks because I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm a sado and it has that sort of thing uh, when it comes to wrestling mm-hmm. merch. Uh, but yeah, the thickness of the foam—you don't—you yeah. don't really expect because the if anyone's watched the previous episode I did with uh, Lucha DS and I think I did it I did the same joke with uh, Talon Jr um, that I wore the mask and it is so hot, it is so thick it's ridiculous I think I only had it on for five minutes because I was overheating (laughs) and I was like "How, how do you wrestle in it but of course if it's a professionally made mask, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit thinner, a little bit more breathable. It's yeah. not going to be a replica for idiots like me to wear. Well, <laughs> the
1: thicker ones are good for absorbing punches, right enough. But
0: apart from that, yeah. So wrestling in the mask, I've, I've spoken to a couple, couple of luchas in the in the past, including Lucha DS and, and the like, and I always ask about like how... How much more you have to be aware of wrestling in a mask? Because of course, you've knocked out a little bit more of your peripheral, peripheral vision um, mm-hmm. doing that. Your hearing as well—that yeah. gets dulled down. So, but when when you when you got the mask, the shocker mask, um, did you did you do a little bit of extra training just to get used to it? What was what, what extra things did you realise you had to be more aware of wearing the mask?
1: Yeah, I took it to to training for a, quite a few, maybe six, seven weeks before I had a show. Just to get used to to the feel of it and the the, the extra the extra kind of panache that, that you need to bring to the table with it. Um, so as you say, it affects your kind of your peripheral vision, your hearing, your your breathing also because it can it can affect just it if it's a bit tight around the throat, which it needs to be, otherwise another wrestler's going to grab it and rip it off. Which if you have tried, I think Lucha just look is the of a few masks for it. Um. So yeah, it can affect quite a lot. It's it's more than you, you, you give it you give it credit for. You don't think it would be quite as uh, a burden as it is.
0: And then and you add a little bit of, of extra because of the, the panache bit of it. Um. You, you of course you 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 blacken up your eyes as well. So it's yeah. not that you wouldn't think that would add an extra layer of heat, but it would because of course yes. you're wearing face paint. So mm-hmm. how. How warm is it <laughs> in that first couple of times? I suppose you're a bit more used to it now, but um, when you actually got a proper wrestling match in front of a crowd, you've got a mask on, uh, you've got the the makeup underneath as well. Uh, sorry, face paint underneath as well. Were, were, were you surprised by the the heat that that uh, was on your head? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: um, we I, as, as far as I can remember, at the the show, we didn't have a lighting rig or anything. So it wasn't it was, it was it was hot. But then when we got to Pro Wrestling Elite, they had it was in um, Air Town Hall and they had the lighting set up. And, oh my god. That the additional heat that the lighting on the, the ring gives you is unbelievable. Um back then I didn't wear the kind of the, the, the black face paint underneath the, the mask. So that that helped. But wow. It it just adds that that extra wee, wee bit again, so it's it's hard enough, but then when you add the heating and the lighting on top of it, oof.
0: <laughs> it's it's, it's handy that you're wearing a black mask as well, which is is just soaks up all that heat. It just absorbs it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's 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 not a it's not an ideal place to be. So, like I said, your debut I've got down according to the Germans at Cage Match was the Square Go, 2016 yeah. Nathaniel Square Go. So. This must have been not not long after mm-hmm. making your debut for GPWA, so that's a that's a pretty big debut. I mean, the square go, go, go match itself. So some may say you you were there to make up the numbers, but yeah. what was it like getting into an ICW ring with a, a crowd that it's an ICW crowd? So they're they're either they're not the most forgiving if they don't know mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was that like?
1: It was incredible, absolutely incredible. And um, I think there was twelve. 1, maybe Twelve hundred, uh, maybe 1,250, something like that. It was, a, I think, it was a sold out show at the Barras, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I wasn't, I thought, fantastic. It's, 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 exposure. I thought it would just be in and out, job done. But no, I was in for a while, and I, I, I got to, to do a, a wee bit of bits and bobs with with people, which which I really enjoyed. Um. Done a bit with Andy Wilde, a bit with Joe Coffey, a bit with Dave Mastiff. Even kind of maybe predicted the future a wee bit when I had a a wee bit of tag action with Solar. Um, done a bit of double team stuff with him, yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, a lot of big guys then uh, that, that you got to either do a bit of your your high flying stuff or just being flown. <laughs> I mean, <he's> crazy, really. <laughs> It's, it's the bits people remember, and then of course you, you're you're getting quite the the uh, rumble experience because you're in the PWE Elite Rumble as well in 2016. Yeah. So these are all you're all in the ring with like huge names and definitely Scottish wrestling. Uh, so it's even if you you've got them for a second, like say like Andy Wild and Dave Mastiff, um, you've even in the ring with them for a minute, you probably soaked up so much and not just the heat, but soaked up so much uh, knowledge in that moments, but the, the match, one of the matches that first sprung up to me was May 2016 uh, was GPWA and it was a zero G championship match. It was yourself against one of your trainers, Lionheart. Yeah. Uh, so Lionheart would have been, in, while he was champion, he was really getting this huge character over as as uh, either the fanny or the hero. He was mm. really, he was, he was pretty much one of the biggest names in the country easily. Yeah. Uh, what was it like getting in the ring with, with one of your coaches and knowing that this is a title match as well? And it's it's quite a it's quite a big deal. So what, what was that like?
1: Uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a big deal and I was so thankful to be put in that position. Um I had never never wrestled Lionheart before, even in, in training. It showed me, obviously showed me things. And I'd watched plenty of his his work, so I knew exactly what to expect. And it was it was fast paced, heavy hitting stuff. It was really good. I loved
0: it. I really learned so much from. it. But yeah, for, for a guy his his height as well, he was he was deceptively so sleek and fast mm-hmm. and could could uh, could match it with you. So that was probably one of your one of your biggest tests early on was was trying to keep up with someone like mm-hmm. a Lionheart. Um, yeah, of course, did didn't walk away with the title that night. No much to pay, but, but, but uh, so yeah, so that, that was probably one of, the, one of your biggest matches at the time, and I'm just, again, looking through all these matches that you had, um, not long afterwards, you were you were in the ring with, with an air coach, uh, Jack Jester, BCW. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so it's BCW, so it's a, a new company, I mean, when, when you're saying wrestling ICW and PWE, of course they've got quite strong ties to GPW anyway, so BCW is kind of your first Outside of the ICW mm. bubble, yeah. Um, and again, it's 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 it has huge crowds uh, for BCW. So yeah. you, you've already done the lands So BCW crowd's probably not much. It's it's just a kid friendly version of the same yeah. size of crowd. Okay. But um, when did you find that? Because you were in the mask, you said you had to learn a bit more about like what you had to do. Um, did you find connecting with the crowd any difficulty, or did you have to? Research anyone in particular to try and make sure that your your movements were larger than life. Than the, so because your mask covering your face.
1: I tried to watch. I watched as much kind of Mexican kind of triple A Libre stuff as possible, and I tried not to watch the wrestling as such. I tried to watch reactions. I watched their hand movements, their facial features, or that their, their eye movements more than anything else. Um, and their, their mouth movements because you you can't people always call your face your, your, kind of your money maker wearing a mask you lose some of that so I try and, and connect in other ways so I'll maybe use my hands I'll use my, my body what I've, I've started doing I wouldn't say recently over the last few years is I'll find someone in the front row, normally a kid and I'll focus on them and if I can get that kid to cheer for me he'll get that wee group around them cheering and then it'll kind of ripple out like waves. Um, so that's what, I've, that's what I've, I try and do now. Um, but it took me a long time to learn that
0: and pick that up. Uh, it's, kids are are the perfect kind of uh, place to go, especially as a mass wrestler, because you look like a superhero. That's yeah. pretty much it. And like I say, we've, we've drawn comparisons to like Rey Mysterio, of course, because he's the biggest name in, in Lucha uh wrestling, even though he's mm. not technically as much a Lucha Libre wrestler, but he is still yeah. a big snake because of the mask. Um, did you fight? So that leads us to March uh, 2017, which is Lucha Mania. Mm-hmm. So we're in, not even, just over a year in, or so into your wrestling, and you're going to this event in, in Wales. So again, yeah. out of the country. Um, you're with Lucha DS, a tag mm-hmm. team. So were you just kind of thrown together yourself and Lucha, or was was Lucha contact you, contact him, going right? We've got this opportunity. Do you want to come along? How was how'd that get set up?
1: Lucha contacted me. Lucha is a marketing genius, so he puts himself out there and he markets himself in in different ways. So I don't know how they found Exposure Entertainment. I know that Jester had worked with them previously and, and travelled down with some GPWA guys um, before before I had been down. But he found out that they were running a Lucha on the show and he tied in with the promoter and told him that he would bring down some Lucha And that's that's pretty much how that happened, which I thought was fantastic.
0: So is, was this the kind of catalyst then to Lucha Scotland?
1: It was, yeah, it was. I think um, the wee tiny bit that me and Solar done at the the square goal was maybe a wee pre-empt to it, and then me and Lucha Tagging that kind of that kick kind of started the idea. It was all it was all Lucha Diaz's baby. I'll give him credit where it's due. Um, it was him that decided, right, the four of us, we all wear masks. Rather than compete against each other for spots, why don't we try and fight to get spots on the same show tag, etc., etc.
0: Yeah, when I was listening to your your chat uh, with with Stephen Louch, uh, Tuck of the draw. Yes, I, I don't just... remember
1: much of that one. We so
0: <laughs> no, you're you you're quite you're <laughs> quite rowdy of the four years. I think I don't know if it was just the excitement in the air that you were all getting to to have a chat, or probably some some liquid uh, beverages that were assisting. But yeah, it was it was quite a a rabble at times between the four years and <laughs> Stephen trying to maintain some sort of control on the whole yeah. situation as well. But uh, yeah, so as yourself, I um, said so we'll dot back and forth between your wrestling and, and this as well. So it's yourself, Lucha DS, Robbie Solar, and Falcon. Um, yeah. So at the time, I, guess I could probably name maybe two more that wrestled in Scotland, regularly in masks. So it was you, pretty much the core mask contingent of of Scottish wrestling. Even though Falcon yeah. was was really just doing reckless shows and pop up here and there
1: mm-hmm. at the
0: time. Uh, so. Once, once this big group chat happened between the four years, uh, Lucha in charge, uh, getting everything put in places. Um, yeah. With, yeah, so again, just over a year into your career, and you're now part of this big, big conglomerate of mass mass wrestlers. Uh, do you think it was it was like just mad? What, what was your what was your thoughts on Lucha Scotland in general when once it started up?
1: I thought when Lucha DS had kind of explained his thought process and what he wanted to do and how he wanted it to work, I thought, right, straight away I'm in because this sounds pretty cool. Um, it's not very often that you'll find more than one masked wrestler on a card. So that, there normally will be one masked wrestler on every card but there won't be two if you, if you get me. Mm-hmm. So given that there is there's maybe only so many shows. If any show only ever wants one mask wrestler, that kind of limits your your audience and limits where you can work or, or, or what time etc. etc. Et so given that he proposed the idea that we work together and then maybe we, we all work a show, like for instance, Big Massive booked us in a four-way, which was, was good fun. Um it just gets more gets us more exposure on shows, it gets people more used to seeing. More than one re- mass wrestler on a, a show, and it shows promoters that it does it does work. It gets the, the crowd get behind mass wrestlers straight away, um, and yeah, we I think we've definitely showed that that we can we can work with more than more than one on a show.
0: Um, I do have that noted the Lucha War in twenty nineteen, uh, which yeah. which of course you won,
1: yeah.
0: as well. So I don't know if that makes you the, the best mass wrestler in the country, but
1: I well, mean, some some may say some may say. <laughs>
0: Definitely, in that moment, uh, the 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 facts are there. You beat them all. You beat, you beat all the rest of them, so you must be uh, the better ones. Um, so, so I so said, we'll, we'll dot back and forth between Lucha, DS, and all that kind of stuff." So, I just want to come to back to twenty seventeen. Um, you made your Target debut, and again, championship match. You know, mm-hmm. just oh well, no, I wasn't. It was actually the current Target Wrestling High Octane Division champion. Yeah, it was yeah, a title yeah. match, but now he's a champion, uh, mm-hmm. Damon Havoc. Um, but your 2017, you, you were just popping up all over the place. Uh, Reckless yeah. as well against fellow GPWA uh, standout Thatcher Wright. You had a couple yeah. of matches with him. Me um, and Thatcher had about
1: five or six matches in a, a really short period of time, which was really good to to work because we made sure we didn't work the same match more than once. Um, so it was really good fun working with him because I know him well. We've, we've obviously trained together. Um so it was, it was good to kind of to get to work with someone that you know inside out.
0: I bet that reaction you were getting when you were coming out as well, because, I mean, not just because you've got the mask and the big superhero uh, look, and then you're against Thatcher Wright, yeah, he's, 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 he's very easily he's very easy to hate yes. for many reasons, <laughs> but mainly the book.
1: I think she didn't stop punching, some have said, I've heard that before. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so that must have been like not like a, a WrestleMania, but when you come out, it must have just be an absolute roar. Even in the even in the smaller units for Reckless Intent, mm. uh, must be something else. But 2017 also had you in a match with then ICW Champion Joe Coffey. Yes. So you've wrestled Lionheart, Jester. Oh, you've wrestled Lionheart for for a Zero G Championship. You wrestled Jack Jester, because he's one of the biggest names. And then you're in the ring with World Heavyweight Champion Joe Coffey. And like you said, he's he's with his training itself that from like Japan and all the on the like that must have been a tough day in the office. Uh, was was it was it a tough one? To, to it, was, it was. It was a
1: tough match. It was. It was hard hitting, and I I gave as good as I got. I think. Um, I think if you go back and watch that match, I put his head through the wall of the asylum. Uh, which he apologized for afterwards. He offered to to pay um to get it repaired because his head literally went through the drywall. Um, that was a, a really good match. I really enjoyed that Joe. From obviously he's the champion, and we knew that he was going to be on the show. He was announced for the show before it was the, the kind of the card was put out. Um, so no one no one knew who he was going to be facing, or whether it would even be one of the one of the, the students, or whether it would be another coach, or so on and so forth. So when um, Red Lightning, who put the, the show together, gave me that opportunity, I thought it was it was fantastic, and um, I was so grateful for it. Uh, I learned so much from from that interaction. It was about a fifth, maybe fifth, twelve to fifteen minute match, but I learned so much from that that just that brief interaction with Joe as well. He's such a talented worker. Um, he just oozes professionalism and inside and outside of the ring. Uh, so it was it was such a, a great opportunity to work with them. So,
0: you, like I say, you're the first one of the first names uh, coming out of GPWA and you wrestled pretty much most of of the, of, at least most of the heels anyway, uh, GPWA side of things. Uh, was there anyone in particular that you were like, like was it was just a easy day in the office, uh, if you're wrestling like Kez or CS Rose or Ravy Davy, was there anyone in particular that you were like getting in the ring with going, ah, oh, this is just... This is bliss. This is just, I can do this with my eyes closed.
1: Sam Barber. SPX, the Sam Barber experience. Um, I think I've only wrestled him in a sh- at a show once. Um, again, that was for Pro Wrestling Elite. But I've, I've, I've worked with him in training. I've, I continually work with him in training just now. We, we train together still to this day. Um and he's his, his work's really good his character works really good but once he's actually in the ring he knows what he's doing he knows how he throws weight about he knows exactly what his moveset is and what he wants to do and um because we've we trained together so long he knows my moveset as well so it's a we could probably get in and wrestle wrestle a, quite a good match without having any kind of any kind of conversation before it whatsoever.
0: Um, so speaking of that, of course, uh, when we're wrestling like the bigger guys like like your Joe okay. Coffey and, and what have you, um, of course, to, to them it's his old heart. They, they know what they're doing. They know what they're about and what they could bring to the table. Uh, for you putting together a match, is it a case of at that time were you still just a, yes, sir, we can do this. I can bring this in. Uh, and trying to put it all together, or um, did you ever find that, that a guy like Joe would, would just go, Right, that's fine, this is the finish, let's we'll go out there?
1: Th- Jester, when I wrestled Jester, he asked me, Give me three things that you do. I told him that, and then I said, Right, okay, I'll tell you when to do them. Away we go. And we'd done, we done exactly that, and it was a, a great match. Um, with Joe, the conversation went along the lines of, Talk to me about your move set. What do you what do you like to do? What do you feel comfortable with? Have you seen what I do? We'll, we'll squeeze this in. Um, we had lived quite a bit in the middle of it as well, which which was was great. Just kind of um, obviously, with him being much more experienced, I was got mouth shut, ears open, and followed his lead. Um, which he and he, he leads very very well. Um, and I was I was pleasantly surprised that. Uh, how
0: the match went considering we did that I've quite, quite a quite a bit of it That's the bit that always scares me I mean I, I, I've i said many times I would never be a wrestler just because I don't physically think I would handle it and I, I don't want to uh, which is the, yeah. also the, the, the biggest point I don't want to but uh, yeah that bit always kind of like, I I've, I fluster very easily and if, if, you, if, if someone came up to me and went right we're going to have a match what can you do? Right I'll tell you when I'll be like oh no no can need a little bit more than that, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think am the Randy Savage DDP. So that all I'm saying, I, I would wrestle like them, but I would need a little bit of a list. So bu- yeah. here's some bullet points. I'll work from there. But uh, so yeah, how did you find? How did you find that? And of course, again, we're going back to your military background, but uh, it's just a rinse and repeat. It's taking the orders, do what you're, do what you're told. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So did you, did you ever find yourself get flustered in the ring or because you were being trained not just in wrestling, but elsewhere to just do what you're told in this order, did you find it quite not easy, but did you find it quite um, logical to, to work through and you didn't find yourself getting flustered at all?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I've think i never thought about it that way and kind of related it to my military background. But yeah, I, I think that's that, that makes a lot of sense. It also makes sense that if things do go wrong, I don't really lose my, my cool or get too fussed about it because um, there's a a military saying it's Murphy's Laws of War and that that the, no plan survives the first round. So the first round is in the first bullet. No plan survives the first bullet. So everything, everything goes wrong no matter how much you plan it. Um, it's all about how you react to that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the only people that are know a match goes properly wrong will be the, the guys wrestling it.
1: Because yeah,
0: as long as, like you say, as long as you keep your cool, then mm. the, the crowd's not going to know. We're not yeah. going to know. Just, I mean, there is odd times where I'll watch a match and go, oh, that went wrong. But yeah. generally, unless, unless there's a, a, a reaction afterwards, you don't really get it. You don't really know. So... Yeah, you, you're you're making your mark everywhere. Uh, one of one of the few luchadors or mass wrestlers, at least in the country, you make your Dis- uh, discovery debut in the mm-hmm. Derby. I've got it written yeah. down here. So again, another battle royal to make a a mark for yourself. Um, yeah. What was it like getting into, into discovery? Because I, I keep hearing it's got this great reputation. It's got a great atmosphere. Uh, Have are your memories of of uh, making your disco debut.
1: That was was really good. I met, I met a lot of guys there for the first time who I'd never met before, the likes of uh, Coomer. I'd never met him before. Such a really, really nice guy. Um, honestly, I, I couldn't say enough about, about him. Such a nice guy. Um, the backstage atmosphere was was incredible. Really good. Everyone was just relaxed. Everyone was chilled out. Everyone was in a great mood. The weather had been horrendous. It was there was blizzards. Uh, I was driving through from Glasgow with uh, Ravy Davey, and Dickie Divers, and it took. Well, we, were, we were worried that we were going to actually get there, but just because of the time, there was a few people that had didn't pitch up hat until halfway through the show because the weather was abysmal. And then me and Davey, hot footing it back through the the Central Belt. At eleven o'clock and the, the driving snow eighty miles and it was a good experience as well. <laughs> it sounds like it's...
0: such a random car as well. Yourself, <laughs> Ravy oh, yeah. Davy and Dickie divers. <laughs> ah, this, it
1: was a good, a good laugh. It was really good fun.
0: Um so yeah so yeah the batch stuff so we were able to to at least like get a couple moments in like you did with Square Go? We were you able yeah. to to make a mark a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I worked with a few. There was a few guys in that match as well from kind of up North wrestle Zone type um, places that I'd never wrestled before. I'd never met before, so it was good to kind of interacting with those guys, networking with them, and then doing a wee bit in the ring with them as well. So it was it's great. I'm, I'm quite a, a kind of networking guy. I like to get to know people. I like to, to have friends in in all different places. I, I don't like to be cliquey. So it's good to get to know people from from outside your home area, maybe
0: outside where you are comfortable. I was I was checking, I was doing my research, I was scrolling through pictures, and I saw you were in the Derby with uh, Sean Johnson. Of course, that yes. uh, was up in WrestleZone, and um, if anyone knows me, they know that if you mention WrestleZone, you're you've, you're you're right here, you're in my heart because I I love that company so much. But that networking bit, of course, you would have you would have had that yourself, but of course, I'm guessing Lucha would have been. There is Lucha in back of your head going right. This is something you, you can, we can get together. We can we can get a couple yeah. guys up there. We can we can do this as well and and yeah. uh, get working as well. But yeah, uh, the, I think WrestleZone's actually just lost their their one mask guy. Uh, Blue Thunder's just retired, so you well, know, there's, a, there's there's a spot. A spot. There's a, a mask guy spot. I mean, otherwise, they've just got the Sistos, which isn't really a spot. It's just <laughs> a really weird. A uh, fever dream. If you ever see the sisters wrestling, it's it's just they're called the Tangerine Dream. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're yeah. just all in all in orange with uh, an orange and black mask, and they come out to popcorn. The It is weird, but no, there's a there's a spot open uh, for a mass wrestler. If yeah, a, somewhere I'd love to work. wrestlers on. I'd love to work up there with those guys. There's a lot of talent
1: up there,
0: and there's it's a very it's very kid friendly and family orientated, and they just. Would buzz for. Uh, sorry, I don't. I should say there is also Super Executioner. I, I couldn't believe I missed out on our mass wrestler, but generally he's he, he's reserved for the smaller shows. So, yeah. like I uh, said, there's a spot open uh, in I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so as, as far as companies go, again, you 2018 was another great year for you because you end up in hope as well yeah. and winning your first title. I did, yeah. Um, defeating. Drew Parker, who of course is doing phenomenal things in Japan now yeah. uh, with all Deathmatch stuff. So, uh, even though it was your reign maybe lasted the minutes, you could still say that you defeated Drew Parker. I was uh, a two-time champion, I
1: think. I defeated um, No Fun Done as well that same night.
0: I think, or did he beat me? I, I won it twice that night. I, I definitely have. I mean, Kate, again, I'm relying on on Cage Match for my answers yeah. here, but definitely I've got I've got um, you defeating Drew Parker and then he, him defeating you as well, but. Um, when it comes to the titles, I don't know if you're a, t- a title guy. If if you, I noticed you you did pl- take plenty of time to snap some pictures with the belt before, yeah. before you had to lose it because because why wouldn't you?
1: Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: But what was it like getting your first belt, even though it was for minutes?
1: Yeah, it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's a it's a prop, but it's it's always a nice feeling to get that that picture up with a bit of gold on your shoulder. Um, it's not something that. I, I worry, I concern myself too much about. However, if someone decided that they deemed me worthy, they put one of their titles around my waist, I would be absolutely delighted for it, obviously. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, so for, for so for you, then it, it's it's a prop, but the meaning of it is is a bit more yeah. important because it's, it's uh, the trust you're given to at least be on their poster or exactly in their that. record books yeah. uh, as as being a champion. Um, that's absolutely fair enough. So, and in 2018, you, you're back in target. For uh, again, a really random match when I when I read it, it was uh, yourself, Shady and Trass, of course, um, one of the mainstays of Target, and from New Japan, Gato Karn.
1: Yes, who's doing big things as well now?
0: Yeah, I think he's he's popped up in in uh, New Japan and the US, and uh, possibly AEW at some point. Who knows? They they have that many folk going through. Yeah. I have no idea at this point. But, actually, uh,
1: I think recently I seen he was doing some stuff. Um, with some kind of
0: faction, with Will Osprey and someone else? Oh, the, the Empire or something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, if it's outside of Scotland, my, my memory becomes very hazy with details. So, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, I think something like that. So, Gail you know, and of course, uh, works in Japan. So, the, And they've got a very big history of not just like mask guys, but of course, the Duchin uh, Thunder Liger and, and yeah. what have you. Um, and I, so we're you able to kind of. When, when you have these matches with the likes of Shady and, and Great O'Carne, who've got a w- bit more experience, um, actually, I don't think... Uh, anyway, um, we're you able to kind of pick their brains and find out little bits, pieces to to your own puzzle? Um, were, are you big on match feedback afterwards and, and getting yeah. that feedback from, from people?
1: Yeah, I always try. If I'm wrestling with a more experienced guy, I'll always try and get some feedback from him. I like to give a bit of feedback from the refs as well, because they've got kind of the, the, the closest view of the action. So it's always good to have a, a ref that knows what he's doing. So he can kind of talk you through any kind of any feedback or coaching points. Um, there one of the good things about GPWA is that anytime there's a kind of a five-pound wrestling show or a wrestling in scotland show, you will have a, a, a coach assigned to your match as a producer. So after the match the coach will sit down with both of you, and you've got you've got the match on screen, nine things out of ten and you'll be able to talk through it both with your opponent and with the, the coach that was producing the match. So that some of the feedback we can get from that's incredible.
0: Wow, that's that's uh that's great. It's, it's very uh, def, definitely different from way back when. And like I said, back back to that talk of the draw podcast, where where uh, Stephen was was rightly mentioning when guys like Falcon started and Solar. Um, there was this such a, a such a split in factions in, in Scotland. Uh, if you if you trained at one place, you couldn't train at the other, and all that kind of yeah. rubbish. And and maybe seeing a match back could have been a rarity. Uh, you just had to take whoever was watching it backstage word for it that this wasn't right and that wasn't right. And yeah. now that you're you're able to sit down, and go backstage like ten minutes afterwards and watch it back and get your feedback straight away. Yeah. Um, that's that's absolutely incredible and, and so beneficial for, for yourself. Um, then, so we're up twenty eighteen. 2018. You've done stuff of big, massive wrestling. Of course, wrestling, you did the Lucha War, which we've, we've established mm-hmm. that you're the best Lucha in, in a big, massive wrestling. Uh, you also had a match with, with Falcon. Uh, before I moved to past the pandemic stuff, you were also with the Drew Galloway Invitational. Yes, that's right, yeah. 2018. So you were in the first round, unfortunately. Yeah, lost to Damien, uh, who went yep. to the final. Um, again, a wrestlers zone guy that otherwise you probably would have never met unless you went up northeast. Mm-hmm. What was it like getting chosen for for the Drew Galway Invitational?
1: It's quite prestigious because there's there's only a limited amount of spots, and those spots are shared out amongst the the whole of the country really. So. Initially, the first time, the first year it was on, it was the Asylum Invitational. I wasn't, I wasn't part of that. Um, but then with Drew being back in the UK, they, I think, I don't know if, if he had went back to WWE at the time or not, but they, they named it after him as a kind of honour. So it was quite, quite prestigious. And then when I had been uh, booked, booked to work against Damien, it really piqued my interest because I like to work with people who have a totally different style from me. Uh, I watched quite a few of his matches before I was. Um, I watched quite a few of his matches just to get a kind of a feel for for how he, how he moves and his, 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 the, kind of what he likes to do. And it was it was really interesting. Uh, I think that we, were, we had quite a good clash of styles. I caught a nasty elbow really early on. Uh, I caught a back elbow which burst my nose. My nose seems to burst quite often. Um, so, uh, I, I remember bleeding a wee bit in that match, but it was it was good, and I was, um, as I say, really happy and, and, and delighted to be to be chosen to represent the the GPW in that in that tournament.
0: Like you're saying, uh, it is prestigious because, of course, it was split between three schools, and then I think it was two was it maybe no, there was two wild cards that year because I was I think it was Damien and Theo Doris was the other one. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's it's quite a a, a big deal, but yeah, so. Of course, being chosen is probably the the, the best bit about it. And then, uh, but when it comes to like, breaking your nose, you say it, you say that it, it seems it seems to happen quite often. Um, does the mask help or hinder that? Because I suppose it kind of holds everything together, but at the same yeah. time, it could maybe make your eyes get a little bit more uh, puffy. I don't know. I've never broken my nose. I've so no idea.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I remember when I was when I was wrestling Lionheart, the the Zero G match. He super kicked me. And I turned into his boot as it was connecting. Um, so there was a wee bit of blood there. Um, Damien with the back hair. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just seem to turn into stripes with my nose. I'm like maybe maybe it's a bit big. Who knows?
0: <laughs> um, so before we, we go into other other big breaking things, uh, which is which is why this this particular interview was delayed. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Uh, the the pandemic hit. So you, yeah. you you started wrestling started twenty twenty then all shows are off, and that was pretty much it for the year for you, um, oh, and just just about two years actually because your first match was was like July this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, what how did you keep yourself occupied? I mean, I suppose if you're doing uh, outdoor boot camps, there would have been some sort of like trepidation what you could and couldn't do. But mm. I suppose you could you could, you were able to still kind of do something. Uh, Work, yeah. Well right. the,
1: the boot camps got um kind of the halt put on them for, for quite a while, maybe nine months or so, and then they were slowly brought back with a ratio of five clients to one instructor. Um, and that slowly crept up over the, the the months, and now it's kind of back to the normal standard operating procedure of 30 to 1. Um, but in regards to my own fitness, I bought myself a Ward socks, weighted vest. I bought myself a twenty kilo kettlebell and a sixteen kilo kettlebell, and I bought myself some resistance bands as well. And I was putting up workouts on the the asylum. We've got a kind of a school Facebook page, a kind of a, a, a secret, a secret page or a, a, a private page, and I was putting up workouts for the guys to try um, quite often. So. Having a good weather out, it, it helped. I've got quite a decent sized back garden, so I was I was keeping myself as fit as possible uh, up until July. July last year, I had my my second child was born, so that kind of that kept me on my toes as well. So trying to entertain um, my oldest, who's now seven, and my youngest, who's now one. That that's that's keeps me that keeps me fairly active and fairly fit.
0: Must be pretty good. Um, again, I'm just going through the, the amazement of, of the things that you've got in GPWA, but it must be good having like yourself who, who can put together all these plans, and you've got guys like uh, uh, Keithy West as well, who's bodybuilding. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you've you've not only got this this great kind of state of the art, for lack of a better term, facility. We've also got all these guys that you've trained with, and and that are going through the school that have all these little have all these skills that they're able to bring. So it must be quite a you must. Must always have something you could do. Uh, yeah, we've groups. done
1: quite a lot of Zoom uh, Zoom calls, kind of Zoom workouts, just amongst the amongst the students. We we kind of got together and we've done quite a few Zoom workouts, which was good. To, good to keep in touch with the guys as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, of course, you said you regularly train with with uh, Sam Barber, who I'm fairly certain he was doing stuff with uh, with Joe Hendry roundabout. Uh, just mm. before the pandemic hit as well, so it's it's all finding all these little bits of, of of knowledge along the way and being able to keep in touch with people and still be able to train. Um, yeah. When you find out you're you're getting that wrestling was back and Target was the first place, so I would say outside of uh, GPWA and ICW, I would say Target's probably one of your main main haunts uh, yeah. for, for wrestling. So what was the, like getting called that wrestling's back? You're, you're able to come back, and were you ready for it?
1: A hundred percent. I was so ready for it. Um, the promoter, the target promoter, had messaged me, just asking how I, obviously how I was, just to keep in touch, but he was asking, obviously quite a lot of guys fell away from wrestling due to um, events that occurred last year. So he was just just, just asking me, if, I'm, if I am still, it's something that I'm, I'm interested in continuing uh, and just expressing that I've always, I'd always be welcoming the Target changing them. So I was delighted. Uh, target, I would now consider Target one of my, my second homes. It's got a crack and if, if anyone up here can get themselves down to Carlisle, it's only about an hour's drive away so. For a show, it's such a talented team of workers and they put on a great show. The teamwork, backstage, everyone... There's no kind of wee, wee pockets. Everyone's talking to everyone. Everyone's supporting everyone. There's ideas being bounced off every wall. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a really, really good place to work.
0: And uh, your first match was it was a tag match with, and it was with Sammy Sparks, who of course another yes. another mass wrestler. But he was he's I I've seen his name pop up in Target results for I uh, feels like years. And then finding out he's not even twenty or something like that. He's ridiculously yeah, young. unbelievable. Um, so it must have been like not not uh, it's like what's news familiar and all that kind of stuff. So you're back at the wrestling, but you're still in this mass tag team, and it's kind of like ah, oh, but this is this is familiar yeah. as as well as getting back at the wrestling. So wrestling with Sammy was was he able? To, were you now the, the the veteran and being able to pass on your knowledge how to do little bits and pieces with your with your face and your body movements uh, with yeah. for Sammy.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sammy, I think Sammy's wrestled probably not, not quite as long as me, but he's he's wrestled for quite a number of years as, as young as he is. Um he's he does some some high level stuff. He's really he's really, really good at what he does. His crowd works really good. I think that's something Target worked on quite a lot because they've quite a, a kind of family-oriented show. So the kind of the, the crowd works there. Um he knows his he knows what he does and he doesn't try and and deviate from that which is good it's not kind of oh, because a lot of guys you'll get maybe try something on a show that they've never tried before which is probably not not, not a great idea unless you've tried it in a training ring or something but Sammy's Sammy's not wanting he do it. He'll, he'll, if he wants to try something out he'll do it until he nails it in training before we bring it into the ring which is really good but um, yeah I've, I've got quite a good relationship now with Sammy I've talked to him quite a bit he's he's awesome he's, he's one to watch
0: uh, it's one of those, as soon as you can, I, t- I keep bringing up Ray Mysterio for obvious reasons, but um, it's one of those things where, of course you're a mask guy, you're always going to get shouted to do a 619 or something, and if you can't do it, don't, because it yeah. looks a lot harder than you think.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the first time I tried a 619, rather than catch the rope with my hands, I caught it under my arms and ended up with terrible rope on underneath my armpit. It was horrendous.
0: Yeah, so he makes it look easy.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, it's one of those. I, I still don't understand the whole physics of it because at one minute you have got your hands in the ropes. This is gonna be an awful first screen grabs. Hands in the ropes there, and then <laughs> the next second your hands are somewhere else, and it's yeah. You know, like I say, I'm never gonna be wrestling myself, and I don't need to think about it too much. Um, and the other yeah. thing that during that interim, so you had target wrestling, who you say you feel like now is your, your second home. We're also announced to be in Pro Two.
1: Yes, that um, is an exciting project.
0: And Logan Storm is is very passionate. And w- was that a case of you putting a CV to to him, or did he come? Because I know he's an ideas guy. He comes with that. He's he's already got a plan for you. If he's booking you, he's got a plan. Uh, yeah. So it's yourself and Lucha uh, DS as as a team for the No Guts No Glory tournament. But mm-hmm. yeah, w- was, did he approach you and go, right? I've got this idea, guys, and that's it. Well,
1: the first thing that, when he announced it, uh, Big John, John Irvin, was running the the match, is the match day, was it the match day manager or the match day commissioner or something? I sent him a message because I know John, I, work, I know John from, John used to work at the, the Pro Wrestling Elite shows. So I sent him a message and he said, well, actually, I've, I've, had, a, I've had a conversation about you, so your, your name is in the mix. And then the next thing, I got a message from Logan Stone. So I sent them some some bits and bobs over, and um, and the rest, as they say, is history. I was I was
0: brought on board from there. The, the graphic was up. Uh, with with the infamous, uh, are, are you? Did you get the infamous? Are you pro two at the end? I hear, I keep hearing this. I've never received yeah. it myself. So I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, so that's 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 quite a good good lot in the future. And of course, right now, wrestling's not happening for you because of of uh, a broken See collarbone. You. Yep. Wrestling related or just a pure freak accident?
1: Uh, a bit of a, an idiot, to be fair. I was up on a, an adventure weekend with the boot camp company that I worked for. So we went up to Avimo. So it was, we'd done some stand up paddle boarding, we'd done a bit of kind of Monroe bagging, and then we went mountain biking. So it was kind of the higher the bike, and then there's a, a really nice 16k or 16 mile loop. But there's different grades to this book, so there's, there's obstacles all around it. The black obstacles are the most difficult ones, and they're deemed to be for elite mountain biking athletes. So it turns out I'm not an elite mountain biking athlete. <laughs> uh, so I landed, I landed pretty much every single jump on the course. I landed right until the last one, which was a double jump. I had done the first one and I was already committed. I hit the ground and the, the girl behind me, she was one of our group, she said I hit the ground and went, oh, no, that was a bad one. So I kind of got up, hobbled over to the seat with a bit of help and I sat there for an hour waiting for an ambulance. And then I sat in the back of the ambulance for an hour up to Elgin. Hey! We, I was in, um, is it Dr. someone's hospital? Dr. grace who would have
0: been Dr. there. Dr. grace
1: that's the yeah. one. Uh, where they sent me away with some painkillers and a triangular bandage. That sounds about right. (laughs) They told me, I has broken the x-rayed it, so it was quite a bad break. It's kind of broken in two or three different places. Sent me home to tell me to go to the fracture clinic in Glasgow. So i done that, and then the fracture clinic guy said, the doctor said to me, right, you need surgery tomorrow. Uh, Okay. So I got, uh, this was, I had surgery two weeks ago today. So I had a steel plate, a titanium plate installed, and eight titanium screws. I'll give you a wee... see you ah, the
0: scar. It's, it's impressive.
1: Quite nasty, ah. right along the whole length the collarbone.
0: That's good. You could have could have done the interview from your hostel bed, just uh, when you're you're bounced off your off your. Uh... I can't swear my own podcast uh, <laughs> off your mind on uh, on painkillers. Um, that would have been interesting. I had the Yeah, that'd
1: have been fun. <laughs>
0: uh, but no, yeah, that's I've 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 been left there uh, with with the whole breakages and Doctor Gray's. It's it's uh, yeah, Doctor Gray's is a special place uh, for yeah many reasons. But you know, that's that's such a small world weirdness. That they end up. We were in the same town briefly. One was uh, a lot more. Always was in there? A bit less pieces than than you would have hoped to be. Yeah. <laughs> so of course that set back the whole wrestling thing. The the whole. Uh, yeah. You're not you're not quite pro two at the moment. Um, I. You seem to be moving about your arms, your shoulders quite well. So is it a case of just just slowly getting the the rehab and starting? If you already kind of got a plan together that you're kind of
1: implementing to
0: get that strength yeah. back up.
1: I've been rehabbing it quite a bit myself, Um, just with with, with body weight movements, Um, nothing too much. I had physio, uh, yesterday I had a checker and the doctor, the the physio was quite surprised at how, how mobile I was. She said to me, I was still quite away from being back in the gym. She asked if I do anything, any contact sports, said that I'm a professional wrestler. She said, that's quite a far bit in the distance. However, I'll decide that. Um, she also said there would be a check-up in six weeks' time, whether she deem me fit to drive or not. I drove to the appointment, so, um, <laughs> so I think um, I'm. I'm not sure I'll, I'll stick to that schedule. I, I'm not going to rush back. I don't want to injure it again. However, I do have a plan in place to be back, kind of bigger, stronger, and better than I was before.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I def- definitely know for myself that yeah, when, when I've had breakages, um, was well, I only had the one, but uh, it was in three places. It was quite quite spectacular, uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of the same. Oh, you can't drive, and I was like, oh, I could drive fine. And then it, I drove, I, I changed change gear because I broke my elbow, so I, hmm. I, I changed change gear, and my elbow just seized, and I was like,
1: yeah.
0: oh no. Thankfully, my, my my partner at the time, with my wife, yeah, she's partner at the time now, she's my wife, um, yeah. she was in the car next to me, so she could do the gear. Mm-hmm. And we got to a point where I could just get out of the car and swap Gosh. over because, like, I can't, <laughs> I can't even put the car in reverse now. So
1: yeah,
0: you need to get in there. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes you have to listen to the doctors. So yeah, sure. as long as you don't push, you know yourself. As long as you don't push yourself yeah. too hard and and uh, know your own limits, you, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be pro too before you know it. Um, mm-hmm. before we we kind of wrap up, I've got a mm-hmm. couple of questions that we ask everyone. Um, yeah, stupid questions that we, that we ask, but they are somehow a staple of this of this podcast. Um what's your favourite dinosaur?
1: Velociraptor.
0: I, I can I, I could tell you're a Velociraptor kind of person. I don't know why. Just the yeah. quick movements, all that kind of stuff. I, I yeah. was going pick that one. And another question we ask everyone is uh, would Boyd in a fight, two sheep or one cow? A cow, hands down. Confidence? I'm not going to ask any further. Uh, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, before, again, before we wrap up and do all the, the social media plugs and plug your merch and what have you, uh, is there any dream opponents that you've got in the near future that you want to get in the ring with? Uh, I don't know if you've wrestled BT Gunn, but is he kind of one of the last few coaches that you've got to get in the ring with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I would love... BT Gunn has said a few times that he he's got a a, a, a kind of psycho clown look mask that he would love to wear in a match against me, kind of look style. So that's yeah, that's got to be up there. One of the, the dream matches, yeah,
0: definitely got to be a little bit more better and rehabbed because you're not wanting a chop anywhere near that scar at this moment in time. It's a
1: titanium plate underneath it, so maybe his hand would be more than my arm. We go, my
0: this the, the old Lex Luger, uh, yeah. full arm plate. There we go. This is interesting, <laughs> that's a story in itself, excellent. Um, so yeah BT Gun anyone else that's out there that you want to get in the ring with say in the next I don't know five years any dream opponents
1: um, I would love to work there's, 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 there's loads there's loads um, guys that are right up there i uh, done a training seminar a few years ago with Pete Dunn and I love I love everything that he does his movement spectacular the shape that he's got himself in is phenomenal um, don't know how he's done it being a vegan but fair play to him um Wolfie. Wolfie had a good a really, really good series of matches years ago with Solar. And I think would be able to capture some of that with him. I think I'm a, a, a fair bit bigger than, than Solar was back then. But that kind of big guy wee guy match would be would be really, really good with Wolfie.
0: Wonderful. Um so yeah, that's I think and there's any promotions at all as well. So you said targets kind of your home and of course you you wrestled regularly at, and the wrestling experience Scotland's coming back and what have you but is there any promotions that you yeah. want to get to soon?
1: Um, as I say I'd love to, to wrestle up in uh, wrestle zone. Uh, I've got uh, I'm going down south for UCW next year April uh, I'll be down at UCW which is it's already in the diary so that's the that's that's the first one in the diary post injury but I'm hoping to be back at Target before then as well um, discovery when they come back I'd love to get back involved with discovery because as I say I think that's going to be the the place to be in 2022 in Scotland but in the UK as a whole
0: Absolutely, I'm already trying to to figure out I'm, I'm trying to plan a trip to Edinburgh when they've got their 2022 dates and, yeah. and finally get to the disco show because I've never been because I'm a as you know I'm up way, way north now'm I'm, I'm, I'm in Elgin so it's it's a little yeah. bit more difficult <laughs> to get to to shows. Um, but but if you're up to WrestleZone, I'll I'll probably be one of the one of the front couple of rows anyway. So I'll, I'll hopefully see you there. But yes. uh, yeah, so as we wrap up, where can people find you? Where can people get your merch? Uh, plug all your stuff.
1: Yeah Okie okay, dokie. Okay. I can be found on all socials. So that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and it's at Soldato GPWA. And I've got a big cartel store, and that is I think that's Soldato GPWA as well. If it's not, then the links to it are on my Facebook,
0: Instagram, and Twitter. I've, I've got it right in front of me. So yes, yeah, Soldato.BigCartel.com. That's uh, it's, one. it's in your, it's in your, in your profile. Um, great. Well, thank you very much for for speaking to me today, and uh, it's it's been a. Oh, I would do have one question. We did I get one question in. It was from Lucia DS. Seems like a good one to end on. Uh, I just say ask him when me and him are going to get drunk again.
1: When we can both get babysitters for them.
0: there you go that's the best way to end it but great thank you very much for speaking to me
1: smashing thank you very much Billy